Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 1222. He has no heart. He has uh, no feelings. But he won't be afraid to hurt yours from WEEI.com. Our, our guy, Andy Hart, Karma. Karma. on the uh, Harbor One Hotline. That's right. With the uh, with the Brown Bears uh, visor on today. Hard, how are you? I'm tremendous. How are you guys? Uh, did you see uh, Brad Stevens with the uh, buzz cut? Are you thinking of uh, getting one yourself? Uh, I don't think I have the head for it. I got some weird lumps in the back of my head. I don't know if they did that old-fashioned thing where they grab you to pull you out when you're born. But... Uh, <laughs> There's some weird things going on. <laughs> Hold on, he's got a big They use the wait, suction wait, cup. Hold on, turn him in. Okay, yeah. there we go. They use oh, that I suction was a, cup. Fourier makes fun of me being tiny. I was a massive baby. Some would argue I haven't grown much since uh, that point. But yeah, I, I've realized I, that that has nothing to do. Your baby you know, weight has nothing to do with uh, you know how big you'll be as an adult. Yeah. no, I was Crush was probably ridiculous. a tiny baby. No, right. I was. I was. Uh, it's funny. I was 7 pounds, 10 ounces. It's not that big. However, by the time I was 6 months old, I was wearing 3-year-old toddler clothes. Oh, God. So once I got out, I grew like a weed. Like, what's wrong with this kid? Yeah. I forgot what I was, but I remember my mother complaining and telling me that I was a real pain in the you-know-what. Hmm. I don't mean the ass. Ah, yeah, interesting. And 40 years later, Still thing. the same. Still thing. Absolutely. Still the same thing. Still so, Gresh, I need thing. to... Um, I need to play your annoying side of the street for uh, a second here. Oh, we're going anti-wide receiver. Here we go. Nope, nope not that annoying oh, side oh, of the street. Oh, damn. Okay, sorry Different about annoying that. side of the street. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, okay. So uh, with sarcasm, with this NFLPA report card that's come out, that is certainly, as I put on Twitter, a groundable offense if you're the Patriots because they got their butts whooped. But um, didn't we fire the guy who got the highest grade? <laughs> Bill Belichick got like a B minus, and yeah. for them, that's a great grade. And we ran him out of town, and everybody else is still here. How do you, uh, in all seriousness, though, Hart, because you were in that building for such a long period of time, you've mm-hmm. seen the evolution of the building was did did that thing kind of take you by surprise? Like the thing that really got me was Robert Kraft got a D plus, Bill Belichick got a B minus. Yet they're both ranked the same. Something doesn't seem right. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, some of the Kraft stuff I think just clearly ties into some of the other stuff, right? Like you're the owner, and if I feel like you're not investing in my family, well, that's on you. And now they have some limitations in term of terms of their facility, the way it's built. And I understand that. I don't want to, you know, they only have one tunnel, for example, because of the hill and the rock and whatever it's built into formerly next to Foxborough Stadium. Um, 
But I'm surprised at how far they've fallen. And you know what it tells me, and I've always believed this, that winning is all it's really about. Like, if you win, people think you're a first-class franchise. Chiefs. Regardless of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Travel, food, they could be serving you sloppy joes. I know how you kids like it. And if you win the Super Bowl, people are like, yeah, that's a first-rate owner, first-rate facility, <laughs> the whole thing. And then when you lose, the opposite is true. Like, you start to nitpick all the little things that really haven't changed over the years. And I'm not saying they're the best. Like, we know Bill Belichick. Remember last year when they went to Vegas and he was like, holy, this is the Taj Mahal of football. Boy, this is nice. It must be. Like, he went over the top. And we were already going down the road, I think, of this relationship ending. You know, he may not have known it definitively at the time, but they were nitpicking. Um, But I do. I think some of it comes from the winning and the losing. It's a little like Bill. He was a hard ass for 20 years. And when did it bother people? The last four. Why? Because he lost. If he kept winning, they'd be like, yeah, he's an a-hole, but he's our a-hole, and we celebrate with a parade every February. Like, I just, so much of this is tied to the perceptions that come from winning and losing. And I'm not saying it's wrong. Like, they don't have a room for families. I've always thought it was weird. Then I exit the media room, and there's like a a pipe and drape, and there's family members like Giselle eating off a, uh, you know, fold-up picnic table or whatever that's out in the hallway. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. And God forbid it's cold, and in the wintertime, everybody's still wearing their puffy coats. Right. The one thing that I thought was interesting, though, because first of all, I think all of this is insignificant in the big scheme of things when it comes to winning, but they do matter. Um the travel aspect was was interesting to me because they have their own plane. Yep. It's not like they're staying at the, you know, the Super 8 motel. You know, it's Marriott, it's a Hyatt, it's a Hilton, it's a nice hotel. It's not the Ritz. It's not the Four Seasons, damn it. You know, because, uh, again, I'm curious about that, that aspect of it because the, the plane always used to bug me more than anything. And now everybody's got their own freaking seat. feels like a first-class seat. You got your own TV, lots of space. That one was weird. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I haven't traveled for a while, but to me, they did everything you could ask them to do. I mean, they bring security to Gillette Stadium. You do security right there. You don't have to go to the airport, do anything there. You, you, what, what more is being done in the other cities that grade higher? I don't know, because uh, I, I think it's all, you know, the food is always good on the plane. They give you, you eat, I mean, some of those short trips, New York and Buffalo, you can't possibly eat as fast as they bring you the food that's delivered and but you tried uh yeah the first few times i'm not gonna lie to you i did try i never said no because it's free it was haagen yes even though i just had cheesecake on the regular tray like oh you have big warm cookies now yes i will take a cookie um and then i learned well you probably could you know pick and choose your spots there but yeah the travel one was a little bit interesting to me and again I also wonder if things just get swayed. Like, when you're in a negative mood and you're a player, Mm -hmm. like you're mad at Bill and you're mad at losing, do you automatically just go like a grade down on everything? "Ah, I was going to put a C, but you know what? We suck. He's a dink. I'm putting D. So I I think some of that infiltrates the grading there. Uh, Andy Hart of WEEI.com is uh, with us. And, of course, the Combine Hart is going on. And uh, yesterday... It seems like based on the timeline here, Elliot Wolf had his like 15 minutes of the public press conference yesterday. And then I think the way this has gone down afterwards ended up making the comment about the uh, hard ass vibe. Hard ass yeah. vibe. Uh, what did you make of that from Elliot Wolf and that he didn't say it 
at the podium when everybody was paying attention. Yeah, I just, first of all, these guys are obviously learning their way. Gerard Mayo and, and Elliot Wolf as spokesmen, you know, what they bring to the equation in that role. And I also think it muddies the water. Now, most teams have dealt with this forever, having two voices, like a GM talks at the Combine and a coach co- talks at the Combine. The Patriots always had one face, one voice, Bill Belichick. So there's never been an ability, really, other than the occasional, oh, Nick Casario had a presser or Matt Groh had a presser before the draft. You didn't really have a lot of chances to compare and contrast messaging. And are they sticking to the same script? Oh, are they butting heads? Is there something going on here? Um, in terms of all the veiled or not-so-veiled references to the past, and this has been going on for weeks now, I mean, when Gerard Mayo introduces Alex Van Pelt and those guys, and he says, we, we multiple times, we don't have any egos on this staff, no more egos around here. I'm sorry, but he's a smart enough guy to know if he says that, immediately the listener, the reporter, the fan is saying, oh, so he's poking holes at Bill's ego over the last few years and where the hubris got in the way here in Foxborough. So he is smart enough to know that every comment made will be directly compared to Belichick in the way he handled things, even some that I don't think are fair. Like at the podium yesterday, when he said the uh, the Packer way was about drafting, developing, keeping, blah, 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 and treating people the right way, <laughs> immediately people went to Bill. Oh, he was a jerk. He didn't treat people the right way. I don't think that was as much about like please and thank you and holding the door for people as it was treating people the right way person personnel-wise, like treating Jacoby Myers the right way, the guy that went from undrafted rookie to leading receiver, did everything you asked him to do, and then you let him walk over a million bucks, you haggled with him over a million dollars. Is that treating personnel the right way? Is that good for business? Is that good for the overall team development? Um, but I think more people just thought, oh, they don't like Bill, and Bill was a jerk to them down the stretch. And, and then I thought it was interesting that Gerard kind of pushed back against it or tried to massage it today with his comments to the gathered media in Indy saying, you know, everybody wants to jump to conclusions, but he had a lot of success, and obviously we'd love to rekindle and replicate some of that success. But the reality is Bill Belichick was a jerk. You know how I know that? Bill knew that. Bill said that. I'm tough to play for. It's a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. I rub people. He knew that. He admitted it many times over the years. So they're not saying anything Bill didn't say. Like, he he knew exactly what the culture was that he was succeeding in, and they're just changing it. They're modernizing it. They're taking it in a more corporate culture direction. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Andy Hart here with us right now, and I do think um, they will regret it as far oh. as like opening the door and letting the media in, and you know, being real open and honest. And to your point earlier, they're learning as they go. At what point in time do they realize, okay, holy crap, uh, I can't be this way anymore? Well, I think Gerard may have already realized it. I think between the comment I talked to you about Gresh when he made the comment about who they were taking and then you took it as, well, Mayo said they're taking a quarterback, and then the burn cash comment, which juxtaposition to that, yesterday we had uh, Elliot Wolf say, we might even save money to be determined. So they, I think, are realizing that – you know, as much as you're an energetic guy and having fun and doing interviews and you want to be liked and like, you got to be smart with your messaging. And there's certain things that are going to be picked apart. And I think Gerard may have already learned that lesson because as much as we want to hear it, haven't we learned in this town? Uh, the Celtics once were going to have fireworks on draft night. Everybody got excited. Nothing happened. The Red Sox were going to go full throttle this offseason. It affects the expectations of the public. And then when you don't go full throttle, well, what the hell happened, right? You're over-promising and under-delivering. And every business on earth tells you, nope, you want to flip that script. You want to under-promise and over-deliver. Tell people, you know, we're in a rebuild and we'll see where our opportunities may lie financially. And then, yeah. boom. Go sign a receiver. Go sign a tackle. And people are like, oh, my God, I didn't see this coming. This is the greatest free agent offseason ever. So I think they're learning some lessons as new youthful spokesmen for this football team. Lessons that, guess what? Bill had his snafus in Cleveland. He had five years to F up in the media in Cleveland and learn the way things are taken and learn when they're hanging you in effigy or whatever that phrase is outside the building that, okay, yeah, sometimes you got to play the game or sometimes saying nothing is the right thing or say less. Don't talk as much. Don't be as open. So I think Elliot Wolf and Gerard Mayo are learning that lesson and may have already learned it to some degree. Uh, Andy Hart of com is uh, with us. All right, you ready for $20 million for Onwenu and 17 for Duggar? Got to make them happy. Uh, see, there's that tone. You picked up the Rich Keith tone. I always tell Keith he's got a tonality issue, and you have that tone issue. What do you when mean? You I uh, what are you talking about? You oh, and I, me? you and oh, I, me? you no. and I, you and I had the conversation of the twenty million dollar price point the day you yeah. were in for Christian, and uh, yep. I know that uh, I, I again we're gonna make him happy. So yeah. we can't. We're not gonna franchise nobody. We're not gonna guarantee you twenty million dollars. But we'll, we'll, hey, Belichick was the Jedi mind trick guy. Maybe he taught some of us too. So I'm ready for them to pay uh, on Wenu. I I think you have to. I am. Uh, And I know you may overpay. um, I mean, first of all, that happens when you have $100 million in cap space. Do you overpay for Onwenu, a guy who you know who he is, or do you overpay for Jonu Smith, some guy you're bringing in and you have this upside idea of what he might be, could be, should be, and then he isn't, and you get rid of him, and then the next team gets rid of him, and everybody regrets paying him a lot of money. I think Mike Onwenu is a critical part of what the Patriots, if you want to have a, I don't want to say quick turnaround, because I don't think this is going to be quick. I don't think they, uh, um, Crapsheet had a, a post on Twitter last night. <laughs> Do you guys watch tone. that? Speaking that of Crapsheet post where he's like, if you're the Patriots and you decide you might not be a Super Bowl contender this year, then you'd consider trade. Might not be a Super Bowl contender. There is no shot in Hades they're a Super Bowl <laughs> contender this year. Um, so even if you want it to be a relatively quick turnaround, 
I think Mike Onwenu is part of that process. Like, there's not a lot of tackles on the market. You're moving on from Trent Brown. You've already had tackle issues as it is. You know you can play him at multiple positions. I've never heard a bad word about Big Mike in the in the locker room. I, I don't, like he's not a Trent Brown. I don't think you're worried about those issues. You never know. Anybody you hand eighty million dollars to, it can change people. I'd love to find out someday um, if I would change. But no, I I think that's a good first step toward toward um, you know a good off season. Change keep that tone. guy. Have you have you ever been to the combine of all your oh, years like covering? Eighteen years in a row. Yeah. It, it, now it, it, we had a uh, what is it? Uh, it? Jeff Foster on who uh, yeah. runs it. Right. I thought it was interesting. I'm curious. Um, out of the 18 years, like, did it change much at all for you, other than like the you know the lo- location and the hotels and stuff like that? But it's basically been the same since you were there. It grew. It blew up. It used to be a much smaller event with less media. Um, you used to get. You know, the group sessions with the bigger name players were like, oh, 20, 25 reporters. Now it's like 200 reporters, you know, around Williams or whoever it is. Um, And obviously, back in the day, it was for writers. Then it became a on-TV, made-for-TV live event where they're putting everything. And then they expanded into showing, you know, allowing media into the drills, showing more of the drills, like that whole thing. So it's grown, and it's become a TV event. Um, and and I'm always, it's one of those things you marvel at, the way the NFL turned the draft into a three-day event, the way yeah. they can turn this into a multi-day event. But no, the, the foundation of it, I think, is still the same. And if you ask the teams... First and foremost is medicals, and then second is the interviews. What do you think? Process. What do you think the most important drill is? Ah, uh, the most important drill. Well, I mean, everybody will tell you it isn't, but I think it's the forty. Guys get drafted on the forty. It just happens. They all tell you, no, we like football players. We want. Fo-. Holy crap! What that guy run? Let's see if we can get him on our team. They just do it from Vernon Davis. Ben Watson, Mike Mamula. Oh, uh, big hits. <laughs> whoever, no, they most of them stink, and they should learn the lesson. But even all these aged football people, when they see a 4-2-7 or a 4-3-4, they just get like icky-balooky, and they can't, they can't help themselves. They just wonder what that guy will be. And there's been just enough hits out of those super-fast guys that keep luring people into making mistakes. So, yeah, I still think it's the 40-yard dash that everybody pretends isn't that important. Uh, Quickly, only because this just popped up on the uh, timeline, according to uh, Jets GM Joe Douglas, Zach Wilson has been given permission to seek a trade. (laughs) Is there any level of – like, like does Zach Wilson affect any of either what – could might or will happen with guys like Justin Fields and Mac Jones. Um, well, you know I've kind of thrown out just would you do the garbage for garbage deal of Mac Jones for Zach Wilson. If you can't find a better offer, if you've reached the point where you're maybe just going to cut Mac Jones, would you consider trading him for Zach Wilson to bring him in for the summer just on the off chance that Alex Van Pelt really is a QB whisperer? and maybe he could do something with him. I think I would consider it if I can't find a better option. Um, it adds a body to the market, and I guess you're probably swimming in similar pools, former first-round quarterbacks who you know, have blown up and now are looking for So maybe if you're calling 
the 49ers. Hey, supposedly you guys had interest at Mac at three a couple of years ago. Do you want him? And they're like, yeah, but the Jets are also on the phone. And we kind of had interest with him, too. So very, very minuscule uh, effect on the Patriots. I think the biggest one is simply, would you consider consider the garbage for garbage deal? And most people would not. They yell yeah, at me I, I'm a little surprised you kind of uh, went that way because I wonder if this is an indicator of how the rest of the league is looking at all those guys. Eh, you're going to cut them anyway. Right. Why? Well, you know what I mean? So the, the reason I brought it up is I wonder if it's an indicator for the Bears and the Patriots that, hey, they're allowing this kid from the Jets to go look for a trade because nobody really wants him. And I wonder if just if, if it's kind of a precursor to come for these teams that have these quarterbacks where other people would be like, yeah, I'd like to just pay under a million for that guy. He's only a four-year player. I'll wait till they cut him. So Right, and there's going to be a lot of QBs on the market. It's oh, not yeah. sexy. It's not a sexy carousel like we've had in past years. The a, fat middle is really fat uh, in terms right. of quarterbacks this year, yeah. And if you pick the right one, maybe you could hit on somebody. Like, Baker Mayfield was not a big signing with the Bucks, and now Baker Mayfield is considered a... Hundred plus million dollar re-signing with the Bucks, and he's a guy that some others would have interest in if he were to pursue the open market. And then the other thing on Zach Wilson, I would just throw out there is, I don't know how you feel about this, Gresh, but as you draft a quarterback, let's just say they draft a quarterback at number three, are you of the belief that you like to have similar quarterbacks on your roster to avoid? the dramatic change whether a the number three pick doesn't make the team or he does make the team and he's the starter but then he gets hurt like do you want to kind of have similar skill sets and styles on your depth chart at the quarterback position Not, I, I don't know the answer to that yeah. and i don't know alex van pelt's answer In, interesting yeah we'll have to uh, unpack that with our friend andy hart who you can hear on the uh, breaking boston podcast and the six rings podcast as well and dealing with the snarkiness of keith twice twice a week it's I, I now know why John Farrell hated Richard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. That's why I love him. Hart, thank you, buddy. We appreciate you. Hey, buddy. See you guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.